0: as we get ready for the start of our race group five here at Buttonwillow Raceway. This is our big board group at Buttonwillow. Our leaders take the green flag. They're heading down towards the first corner. Sunbeam Tiger is in the lead. That was, uh, who was that? I think that was Scott Howard. Everyone got through the first quarter cleanly, and the tow truck's heading out to pick a car up who uh, didn't uh, didn't make it through the first pace lap here. This is our big bore group, GT cars, ST cars, uh, SP cars, I should say. A couple of A sedans. Not a ton of cars here for this great, uh, race group today. Now the Sunbeam Tiger is in the lead, going through the bus stop, a Corvette right behind him. We'll see if that Corvette's able to uh, to, to give that uh, Tiger any issues here. They're going through Riverside right now. That. I think that Corvette should be a little faster in a straight line, and with that drag strip, uh, there's a good chance that he might be able to pick up that first place position here uh, before they come around to take the to finish the first lap here. All right, here comes the leaders as they cross the line. It's Scott Howard in the Sunbeam Tiger in first. The Corvette of Oli uh is in second. Joshua Pitt is in third. Brian McCullough Millen will come across the line in fourth. That's the GT2 car. Uh, Lynn Griffiths crossed the line in fifth. Uh, The car who had the mechanical problem at the start of the race was the 73 car of Chris Qualls. I believe that's the second uh, time today that Chris Qualls has had a problem mechanically in, in a race. Uh, he was in one of our earlier groups, and I don't think he finished that race as well. So uh, definitely some issues with his car today. All right, uh, Howard is still ahead of that Corvette. Um, so this is a perfect example of when you're able to have a little more uh, uh, time to develop a car possibly. You know, that Sunbeam <laughs> that sunbeam Tigers 30, 40 years old. Let's see here. Let me pull this car up here. Uh Oh, that's a 67 t- Sunbeam Tiber. So that's 53 years old, that car in first place. Uh, so there's been plenty of time to develop that car. Uh, the Corvette's much newer, and uh, but, you know, it's just, it's just amazing how we can have two cars in the same class. I'm going to guess there's probably 40 years difference in age between the two cars. Uh, but Scott Howard's hustling that car around pretty impressively here uh, to keep the lead over the Chevy Corvette. Let's see if they, if this gives me any information about the Corvette. Now, it doesn't tell me how old that car is, um, but I might be able to get a good idea of kind of what vintage that Corvette is as it crosses the line, uh, that Ole Thordson Chevy Corvette. He's from Chabuco Canyon. Uh, that is, oh, it's definitely, I would say, maybe a 10-year-old Corvette. Uh, so it's very interesting to see how they uh, how those two cars stack up against each other. All right, your top five now with three laps complete. Scott Howard, Oli Thorudson, Joshua Pitt, Brian McMillan, and Lynn Griffiths. That's your five cars running in this race today. Still, it's that uh, sunbeam tiger of Howard and the Corvette of Thornton pretty much just covering each other at this point in time. Uh, The lead hasn't changed, although the Corvette tries to make a move going into Riverside, uh, but doesn't have enough at that point in time Uh, you know i think that there's a good chance that thornton will try to make a move here somewhere you know we're only seven minutes into this 25 lap race so uh plenty of time to get things done no real hurry um you know joshua pitt behind them isn't racing for the same class so you know even if he wanted to pull through and take the lead really shouldn't be much of a matter to either howard or thornton because uh it's not uh it's not going to matter to them as far as their class goes. And that's really what's most important here for these drivers. And the uh, third-place car in GT2 is almost 28 seconds further back. So, uh, you know, without any kind of problems, uh, the, th- the race for third place is not going to be an issue here. So, um, you know, the question is not to let anybody worry about that. It looks like we've got a new leader here. Uh, my guess is that's Thornton. He comes across the line in first. Howard is in second. Uh, We'll see how long that sticks now. We'll see if Howard can stay behind the Corvette here, just like the Corvette did with the Sunbeam Tiger uh, for the first few laps of this race. Uh, Or if that Corvette, now that it's gotten past, it has some clean air uh, and clean track in front of them. We'll just start to drive away. We'll see how that works here over the next few laps. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That Corvette now, without anybody, without the traffic in front of him, uh, is able to pull away. Uh, looks like there's maybe a five- or six-second lead at this point. Uh, so the Corvette was definitely the faster car in this situation, uh, but the, uh, the Sunbeam Tiger was able to hold him off for a while. Now the third-place car, of Joshua Pitts, also moved past. So I'm wondering if there's an issue with that number 67 car. Uh, th- that's a big difference now. We'll see uh, the last time uh, the fast lap for the 67 car was 159. I'm going to guess that this next lap's going to be quite a bit slower for that car. So maybe there's some sort of an issue uh, that's causing him to slow down. We'll take a look at his lap time. We'll look at the Scott Howard lap time when they cross. But now he has dropped to third place overall. Again, not a big deal as far as the the difference between SP and GT too. Second place is going to be second place either way, um, but I'm just curious to see if that's a problem where the third place car might be able to get into the mix here uh, to move into second if uh, if if uh, Scott Howard has a bigger issue. So uh, definitely an issue for that car. Uh, slowed down a lot this last lap. Uh, 25, 26 seconds slower uh, than the lap before. So there is a problem with that Sunbeam Tiger. Not exactly sure what it is. Uh, the question is now is can he limp at home uh, and get to that, well, t- two issues. Can he get to the halfway point? That may be his big goal. But the second question is there was a 44-second gap between second and third in that class uh, the previous lap. Now it's probably gonna be cut in half maybe. Uh, So the question will be whether uh, Brian McMillan in the 44 car uh, will be able to catch that car before the end of this race. Uh, He's already taken 10 seconds out of the gap so it's now only a 34 second gap uh, between second and third. Uh, So we'll keep a close eye on that as we work our way towards the halfway mark here. Uh, We're coming up on 12 minutes in of a 25 25-lap uh, race. Howard doesn't look as though he's interested in pitting, well, no one's interested in pitting, but uh, he's still motoring around. The gap now between the second and third place car in GT2 is, oh, maybe a half a lap, so maybe that car is able to pick up the, the pace a little bit now. So we'll just keep an eye on that. Ollie Thornton, still your race leader. Uh, he is lapping at 157. The second-place car, Joshua Pitts, uh, actually just ran a, a slightly faster lap. So now we'll see if Joshua Pitt can slowly chip away at the four-second lead that Thornton has in the Corvette. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. All right, on that lap, the uh, 44 car took another nine seconds out of the gap between second and third. So uh, by my calculations, with a 25-second lead, uh, there's a chance that in maybe three laps, if everything stayed the same, uh, that he will be right up on the back end of the 67 car, that Sunbeam Tiger. Uh, So if he can't pick up the pace a little bit, uh, we'll see if that changes. Uh, but it looks as though at this point in time, if nothing changes, uh, the 44 car will be able to catch that 67 car uh, before the end of this race. And uh, if that's the case, that once he catches them, shouldn't be really any big deal to pass them. Uh, still a 4.2 second gap between first and second in the race, and we're keeping an eye on that as well. All right, so I'm not exactly sure what happened, but the, uh, the 67 car, which was our race leader early on, uh, went from laps that were two, right around the two minute mark, uh, slowed down to a point where they ran a lap at 221, uh, and then slowly worked back up to speed. Uh, now it's back circulating at 201 uh, seconds, so just a few seconds off of what it used to be. Uh, if that's the pace, uh, that he can keep up, there should be no problem keeping that third-place spot. So not exactly sure what the issue was there. My, my, my thought maybe was maybe the car was overheating a little bit and they had to slow down to bring the temperature down. Uh, that's a possibility. So we'll see how long they can maintain. We've got uh, uh, five, six, seven minutes left in this race. Uh, so we'll see what the situation is there. Uh, the other thing that we're, we've realized now is that the uh, the 73 car, uh, which fell out of the race before, uh, actually didn't even complete the pace lap, uh, is now back on the track, and uh, I'm not getting any, oh, I just got the first uh, the first lap completed by that car. Uh, so it is seven laps down, and I don't think it will be able to complete enough laps to even be considered a finisher here. Uh, what makes his return to the racing surface Good for him, though, is uh, because it appears there's been some problems with that car, uh, they'll get three or four laps here to sort it out uh, because there still is a race tomorrow. Uh, So this will be, you know, uh, uh, a glorified test session for two or three laps. Hopefully, whatever the problem was has been rectified, and now they'll know after three or four laps here today. Uh, if there's anything else that needs to be done. So smart move on this part of the 73 car in that team uh, to get him back on the track here and back up to speed so that they can uh, see what's going on for a couple of laps and then hopefully have confidence that uh, when they take the track tomorrow, things will be in good shape. Your leader right now with about five minutes left in this race, Oli Thorntzen, he's in the 22 car. Second place is Joshua Pitt. And over the last few laps, he has been slowly chipping away at that lead. Uh, uh, When he took over second place, the lead was at about six seconds. Uh, Now there's a 2.3-second gap uh, with, like I said, just a little more than five minutes to go. So, oh, and I hear we have a new leader. So we're not quite sure how that happened, but we'll hear to see. Oh, now there's no longer a new leader. Um, Very interesting to see how all this is going to play out here. Uh, But... uh, The Gat now has uh, one second between first and second after a brief lead spot. Uh, Now it looks like the 16-carved Joshua Pitt went off the track uh, in turn one. So that may be why he's no longer the new leader. All right, we're keeping an eye on things here. And... uh, Uh, Brian McMillan has now moved into second place Or third place in the GT2 car And Lynn Griffiths has moved into fourth Scott Howard has dropped back again So uh, maybe whatever issue That we thought was rectified Was not rectified And uh, when he picked the pace back up again uh, The problem happened again Uh, So we'll see What's going on with that car I'm not hearing anything on the radio About him Unfortunately, there's a lot of pit lane that I can't see from where I'm at here. So I don't know if he came into the pits. I don't know why, but I just get a feeling it's an overheating issue. It's just kind of what it sounds like to me. But that is pure Speculation. comes your leader, Ole and The 16 car is right back in there. He's gonna try to make a move here before this race is over, I am certain. Uh, Joshua Pitt does not like to be in second place in this race, I can tell right now. Brian McMillan is now uh, in third place. We're gonna have one lap to go next time by all right, we're going to have we're gonna lap and a half left. The gap between first and second is five-tenths of a second, a half a second. And the, a move for the lead, it looks like the 16 car has made a move for the lead going into Riverside. If I'm seeing that correctly, again, that's about as far away from me as I can see here. Uh, but it appears that there might be a move for the lead there. We will no more here. This is a section of the track where I lose my sight line so I cannot see what's going on here. Oli Thornton has led for most of this race in his GT2 Corvette, but Joshua Pitt slowly was chipping away. He's in an SP uh, Camaro. Waiting to see these cars come through. I'm hearing a new leader will come down. Joshua Pitt will take the white flag. We'll see what kind of a lead he's been able to open up here. It's been fairly significant. Where is the Corvette? Has not even come onto the main straight yet. Where is now the Corvette comes into view. It's gonna be a good seven second lead. Now, I will say this, they're not in the same class. So it's possible that once Pitt pulled past, uh, Oli Thornton said, I don't have to worry about this anymore. There's one lap to go, let's nurse this car home, make sure that she gets there in one piece, and then we can live to fight another day tomorrow. And I will tell you folks, the temperatures right now here at Buttonwillow are, are, (laughs) I don't want to say obnoxiously warm, but I'll say they're obnoxiously warm. I'm pulling up my 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 thermometer here. Most of our cars are taking the white flag now. Joshua Pitts in first, going through the bus stop. Oli Thorson will be coming through second. It is 99 degrees out here. Uh, I can only imagine it's probably another 15, 20, maybe even 30 degrees hotter in the race car. So it is not fun as far as the temperatures go to be racing in these conditions. So, and since that wasn't a pass for class position. The smart move, I'll be honest with you, is let the, let Joshua Pitt go. Let him win the overall, because that means nothing to me. Uh, I'm still going to win. If I'm the 22 car, I'm still going to win this race in my class, which is really all that matters out here. So this could be just a very smart racing move to let him go. Uh, plenty of room between second and th- uh, first and second in that class race. Uh, so not an issue there. So maybe just smart racecraft on the part of the 22 car as we wait for our leaders to come down. Joshua Pitt coming down the straight. He will be all by himself as he heads towards Chuck Phillips who's waving the checkered flag to finish off this race group five here. No problems at all. Ole Thornton will cross the line second here. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be a good 25 second gap now. Uh, But again, no worries. still a first place in class Ah, the 2-2 car took the checkered flag in pit lane that's code for it's hot, I want out of this race car so your second place car was Ole Thornton in the Corvette uh, taking the checkered flag in pit lane Brian McMillan finished third Lynn Griffiths was fourth uh, and uh, Scott Howard still finished fifth, even though uh, he didn't—he wasn't running at the end. He had more than enough laps in, uh, so he's considered a finisher, third in class, fifth overall. Uh, Chris Qualls, who did not take the start of the race, pulled off on the pace lap, uh, was able to get back out and and start racing, but uh, he he was not able to collect enough. <coughs> excuse me. Not able to collect enough enough laps uh, to be considered a finisher, I don't believe. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that rules out. Uh, But nonetheless, by getting out there, uh, he now knows uh, either his car is good for tomorrow or they still have a little bit of work to do, but that was important for them. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Race Group 5 here at Buttonwillow Raceway Park, the Cal Cub Region SCCA U.S. Major Tours Races. I'm Brian Bolansky, and this is the Motorsports Podcast Network.